Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. We're blessed. We are blessed today uh, to live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. We live in a land where men and women have fought to defend our freedoms. The freedom that we have just enjoyed this past week. The freedom to go out and vote. Those soldiers have fought for that right for us, that freedom. Freedom to be able to come into God's house today and freely worship Him. Do you know that right now in some countries you can't do that? There's places right now that they're having church underground because if they get caught having a worship service, giving Jesus glory, they'll be killed. Did you know that's going on today all around us in the world? So we have a freedom today, and we thank our soldiers for defending that freedom And we should never forget their service. We should never forget their sacrifice. And that's why we do what we do today in honoring our veterans. And I want to just take a few minutes to share with you, uh, like many of these veterans that are here, some of them have been through some battles in their life, uh, on the battlefield and off the battlefield. Like many of us as Christians, we've all been through battles. Amen? We've all had those battles that we face. But I want to talk to you today about something. If we will just... If we'll apply this to our life, we will see that we can have victory before we ever even go to the battlefield. Aren't you grateful for that? That we can have victory before the battle even begins. Now, the Apostle Paul, uh, many times in the scriptures when he was writing his letters, he would refer and use a picture of a soldier, the imagery of a soldier to describe the follower of Christ. So if you're a follower of Jesus Christ today, then you are a soldier in God's army. As Paul would say to young Timothy, he would say, endure a hardship with us like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And then Paul went on to tell Timothy to fight the good fight of faith. There's a picture in the scriptures that we are to be soldiers in God's army and we're to fight the good fight of faith. And in the Bible, you will see, if you read your Bible from the Old Testament through the New Testament, you'll see that the Bible is a book of battles, the book of battles. And I want to share with you a major battle that God's people faced, and it was in the Old Testament, and it's found in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 1 through 30. 2 Chronicles, go ahead and turn there. I didn't put it on the screen because... It's 30-something verses, and I'm going to have to read a little bit and paraphrase a little bit just for the sake of time. But it's a powerful story of God's people who find themselves in a battle when three different nations, three different nations, come up against King Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah. And in this story, when you read it, it will reveal to you how we can gain the victory in our life before the battle even begins. I've been blessed this week studying this passage. It has really encouraged me, and I believe today it's going to be an encouragement to you. So I want to read to you uh, just a few places out of uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And then I'm going to paraphrase a few things, and then we're going to get in here, and we're going to let the Holy Spirit... Work his way in our lives and let him do what he wants to do today. Amen. Amen. So 2 Chronicles uh, 
chapter 20, and I know y'all are going to love this, but I'm going to put on a pair of glasses because I usually put it in my notes and I can blow up the font, but it's so many verses I can't do it, so I got to read here. So y'all don't look. Y'all just look down. It's a big step for me today. All right, 2 Chronicles 20. It says here that the Moabites and the Ammonites with some of the uh, Meunites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. I'm going to skip a little bit. He was alarmed, and Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord, and they came from every town in Judah to seek God together. And Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard, and he began to pray. And listen to this powerful prayer that he prays. Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, if calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name, and we will cry out to you in our distress, and you will hear us and you will save us. By now, here, but now here are the men from Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they're repaying us by coming to drive us out of this possession you gave us as an inheritance? Our God, will you not judge them? Listen to this in this prayer. For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We don't even know what to do, but our eyes are on you, Lord. What a powerful prayer. And all the men of Judah with their wives and their children and the little ones stood before the Lord praying to God. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, son of Zechariah. The Spirit of the Lord came upon this man. And he looked to all the people, including the king, and he said, This is what the Lord says to us today. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. Tomorrow, march down against them, and they're going to be climbing up through this path. But you will not have to fight the battle against them. Take your position. Stand firm. And see deliverance the Lord will give you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. And when they finished praying, and they received that word from the Lord, Jehoshaphat and all of Judah, they fell down on the ground, and they began to worship the Lord and give Him praise. And then they took off, and they went toward the battlefield. And King Jehoshaphat put the, the singers out in front to sing in front of the army. And when they got to the battlefield, they looked out across, and God had already showed up. And the enemy laid out there scattered, and all the bodies were dead. And there in the midst of that battlefield with all those dead bodies was the plunder of all the enemies. It was a great amount of equipment, clothing, and articles of value, more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. On the fourth day, they were assembled in the Valley of Baraka, where they praised the Lord. This is why it's called the Valley of Baraka to this day. Lord, thank you for your word today. 
Have your way right now, God. Thank you, Lord. The battle is not ours, but it's yours, God. And today, God, we call on you for encouragement. We call on you for strength. And we believe, Lord, that you would just show up in a supernatural way and just transform lives in this place today, God. Bring victory to those that are in the battle of their life today. And we pray it in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Amen. Amen. Isn't that a powerful story? Powerful story of God uh, working on behalf of his people. But I just want to take a few minutes and share with you some truth from this passage that I read to you today that's going to encourage us and give us a a plan on how to have victory before the battle. It says in verse 2 that a vast army was coming to wage war against Jehoshaphat and the people of God. They had an enemy that was coming their way. He was coming all around them to surround them and he was going to suddenly attack them. Don't you know that's how the devil works? Suddenly he will attack you. Paul told us in the book of Ephesians that we have an enemy, the devil, and that we're in battle with him. And it's called spiritual warfare. You see, in the Old Testament, they would go to war and they would be bloodshed. But when the New Testament come, you don't see those battles anymore. Now you see it's called spiritual warfare now because we don't fight against uh, flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of the evil one in the heavenly realms. Our fight now is a spiritual fight. It's a spiritual battle that we face now, Paul said in Ephesians 6. The enemy is real, and the battle is real. Can I get an amen on that? The great pastor Adrian Rogers says that Christianity is not a cruise ship. We're on a battleship. And I will tell you today, church, we're walking on a battlefield. We're facing the enemy. We're facing an enemy every day in our life, and he wants to take you out. Do you hear me? He wants to take you out and pull you away from Jesus Christ. He is our enemy. How many of y'all remember? I know you do. Just I mentioned it Sunday, you know, right here in our own land. We had an enemy for a long time who created havoc and killed a lot of people here in America. Osama bin Laden, the uh, Islamic terrorist. He was public enemy number one in America for years until May of 2011 when American soldiers from SEAL Team 6 took him out. The public enemy number one was taken out. And the devil, friend, he's our public enemy number one today for Christians. Do you understand that? Our battle is against Satan. If you don't think Satan will attack you, friend, listen. He attacked Jesus in the wilderness. And if he attacked Jesus, he'll come after you too. And our battle is with the powers of darkness. That's why Paul said, put on the full armor of God. Listen, church, you need to wake every every day and put on the full armor of God so you can stand your ground because the enemy is real and the battle is real. And it's my heart, friend. Listen, I want all of us to have victory in our life. I want all of us to walk in that victory, not held captive by Satan. But I know today that many of you, many of you showed up today in the battle of your life. Every one of us, every single one of us have our own battles. We have the battle with temptation. We have the battle with sin. We have a battle with hurts and habits and hang-ups. We have a battle with depression. We have a battle with doubt. We have a battle with discouragement. We have a battle with bitterness because of somebody what someone's done to us. We have the battle of sickness in our body. We have all kinds of battles. We have a battle at home. We have battles at work. 
We have battle at school. We have battle with our children. We have battle with addictions. Every soldier has battles to fight. Every one of us. Come on, have you been through some battles? You've been through some battles. Some of you are here this morning, already had a conversation with you, or going through some of the most violent battles that you've ever been through in your life. Some of you are some of the greatest heroes in here because of the battles that you've been through and how you withstood and, and held on to your faith in God. But some of you this, this day is fighting a battle. And listen to me, I don't, I'm going to get somewhere here in a minute, but Satan is going to constantly be battling you because his hope is that you will give up and that you will quit. He wants you to give up, Gary. He wants you to quit. He wants you to give up, Lynn. He wants you to quit. That's what he's hoping for, to tear you down. You don't believe that's true, friend? I'm telling you right now that when you get these messages that come in that ministers that are battling in their life and they're leaving the ministry by the thousands every month, there's a battle going on. There's a battle going on in Satan. He's attacking people and he's trying to pull them out of, their, uh, out of God's will and trying to pull them back into their old ways and their sinful ways. And he does it in such a subtle way, sometimes you don't even know it. And before you know it, you're right back in that old sinful lifestyle. He's out there working, attacking Attacking you at every corner, trying to fill you with discouragement. He is, man, discouragement is one of his biggest weapons today. Did you know that right now that over 800,000 people a year worldwide will take their own life? 800,000, close to a million people in one year worldwide will take their own life. And many of them being our own U.S. soldiers. God help them. God help them to fight this battle. You see, Satan, he wants to break you. He wants to break you. He wants to break your faith. His hope is that you'll stop trusting in Jesus Christ. He wants to tear you down and break you down. How many of y'all have ever seen the movie uh, Unbroken? Lift your hand. Unbroken? Oh, my goodness. Listen, if you get a chance, you need to watch this movie. It's about an American hero named Louis Zamperini. He was an Olympic star, but he went on to be used by God. If you've never seen it, you need to get the movie. It's based on a true story. You've got to watch it. There's a part two to it now called uh, The Path to Redemption. But you need to see this movie. But this movie here, it portrays this man's life. And he was a pilot. He was a pilot in World War II. And his plane was shot down. And Louis and many others were captured by the Japanese Navy. And while they were captured, they were placed in these Japanese prison camps. And there was this evil leader that was known in one of the camps, and they called him the bird. And he would use deception, and he would use pain, and he would try to break down uh, Louis. He would try to tear him down and break him down. But Louis never broke in the battle with the enemy. He never broke down. He held it together. It was an amazing story. But it just tells me today, friend, that the devil wants to break you down with deception and pain. He wants to break you down with deception and pain. He wants to break your faith. Listen, you're making a mistake today if you think the enemy is going to offer you any relief or if you think he's going to show you any mercy because the Bible tells us that the devil is roaming around, prowling like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. 
He's seeking someone to devour. He wants to devour you, sister. He wants to devour you, brother. He wants to devour you. He wants to destroy you. The Bible says he's got one mission in mind, to steal and to kill and to destroy. He wants to defeat you, and he wants to break you down. That's his plan. He wants to break you. But the good news is, That from this scripture here today, we know that there's a battle plan for victory. There's a battle plan that we can have so we can have victory before the battle even begins. And these people, they show us what we need to do. And if we will do it, we will find victory in our life today in the battles that we face. I love when King Jehoshaphat got the news that the vast armies were coming to battle them. He went to God in faith. It says he went to God in faith. It says that he had faith in the Lord. He sought the Lord. He inquired of the Lord. His faith was in God. And if you keep reading, it says he even encouraged the people that were there in Judah. He says, guess what? Have faith in God. Have faith in God. And that's the very first step in gaining victory in your battles is to make sure that you have placed your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, church. That's the very first thing you have to do. Hebrews 2.10 says that Jesus is the captain of our salvation. Let me ask you this morning. Is Jesus the captain over your life? Is Jesus really the captain over your life? Have you enlisted in the army of God? Are you now a soldier of Jesus Christ? Because the only way you can accomplish being enlisted into God's army is to come to the cross of Calvary and put your faith in Jesus Christ and turn from sin. You see, we need Jesus. We need Him because we battle sin. The Bible says that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the Bible tells us, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Praise God for that. Well, how in the world can I enlist in God's army today? Well, just like what Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. No one will see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Well, how am I born again? Well, we find that in Acts 3.19. Repent of your sin and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and the times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Friend, if you want to be in God's army, you need to repent of your sin and place your trust in Jesus Christ. He says in the Bible, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Aren't you grateful for salvation today? Hallelujah. A good soldier knows whose side he's on. Whose side are you on today? I hope you're on Jesus' side. I hope Jesus is the captain of your salvation. Listen to me, please. Please listen. Without Jesus, without Jesus, you lose. Without Jesus, you're going to be defeated. Without Jesus, you're going to go to hell. But with Jesus, you gain everything. With Jesus, you gain the victory. With Jesus, you gain salvation. With Jesus, you gain everything. You gain a home in heaven with Him forever. Aren't you grateful today that you gain that? So the very first thing that we need to do is we need to make sure that we place our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. If we're going to gain victory, we got to be on the side of Jesus. And then I love what King Jehoshaphat did next. As the enemies invaded... The king started pleading with God in a wartime prayer. And he called the people of Judah to start doing the same thing. He says, I want to, let's start praying and we're going to start praying and fasting. And God's people began to pray and they began to fast. And when they did, God would hear them and God would begin to help them. Aren't you grateful for that? 
So when we encounter battles in our life, friend, we can have the confidence today. We can have hope today that no matter what battles we face, if we will pray and seek God and call on God and cry out to God in a wartime prayer, He will hear us and He will help us. If you're in the middle of a battle today, you need to cry out to God. You you mean to tell me that's all I have to do? Yeah, cry out to God. Plead out to God. Call on God. Prevail in prayer to God. Call on Him and He will fight for you. He will deliver you and He will bring you victory. Call on Him, friend. You see, many of us, we're standing today in a war zone and a lot of us are ready to wave that flag and go ahead and surrender today because of what the, the devil's been doing in the battle that we're going through. But God is telling us in this passage today, if we will go to him in a wartime prayer, I'm not talking about no flare prayer. I'm not talking about a two-second prayer. I'm talking about getting along with God in a wartime prayer and calling out and crying out to God. And he says, when you do this, this is going to be a channel for you to call to me to receive outside assistance that will help you march on in victory. When, when, you, when you begin to pray, you're going to open up a channel of communication to me. And I'm going to hear your cry. I'm going to hear your plea. And that's going to bring in outside forces to come in so you can keep marching in victory. Boy, that blesses me every time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't have to call no priest. I don't have to call uh, some denominational boy. I can stop right where I am and call on the name of Jesus. And he will come and send help to me. I'll never forget that wartime story that I uh, saw one time that they show on television. And it was talking about how uh, over in Afghanistan, the, the Taliban was advancing against the local tribes. And, and they got to a standstill. The local tribes were not able to advance anymore because... The Taliban, the bad guys had taken over a mountain. So guess what? Guess who they call in? They call in the A-team, a group of soldiers from America. There was 12 of them, and when they showed up there, they had no heavy artillery. All they had was some small guns, and they had a laptop. I hope they didn't have mine, because mine's slow. And they get there and they tell them, well, what's, where's, where, where is the problem at? Where are they holding you up at? And they pointed to that mountain. And when they pointed to the mountain, the American soldiers told the local tribe, said, get down. And they whipped out this laptop and they took this laser and they started coloring up this mountain and painting a picture on this mountain. And then all of a sudden you could hear a loud sound coming. And then the Air Force began to drop bombs and the Navy began to launch missiles over and went over there and just annihilated that mountain. They said it was secure, but that meant it was destroyed. And that just reminds me, friend, if we'll get somewhere and the enemy has occupied some territory that belongs to us because Jesus paid the price and now he's invaded our land, if we will just stop and have a communication with him and paint that area in prayer, paint it in prayer, and watch God come down and do a work on our behalf. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have a powerful weapon in our hands and it's called prayer. Jeremiah 33.3 says, call to me and I will answer you. The greatest weapon we have in our warfare today is prayer. That's why the devil don't want us to pray. That's why he discourages us from prayer. Makes us weary from prayer. Pulls us away from prayer. Because prayer is the warfare that we have that will call in outside forces to come and bring victory in our life. Friend, there's power in prayer. And when you're facing the enemy and filled with fear, you need to do what Jehoshaphat and the people of God did. They cried out to God. Listen to their prayer one more time. Listen to their prayer. It's a prayer of desperation. 
We're surrounded by the enemy. We don't even know what we're going to do. Listen, he says, we have no power. We have no power to face this enemy. We don't even know what to do. How many of you have been there before? I don't even know what to do. Well, I mean, good night. I mean, we, we've tried to get them in a rehab. We've tried to get them help, and it's just one thing after the other. They keep falling back. What are we going to do? We, we've been to the doctor. We've done the radiation. We've done the chemo. It just won't stop spreading. What are we going to do? He, uh, marriage after marriage. What are we going to do? It's a plea. It's a desperate cry to God. Would you please, God, come and help us, please? Because we have no power on our own to do it. Only you can do it. Jesus, we need you. We're weak and we need you. I'm facing the battle of my life. I'm about to give up. I'm about to quit. Please come and rescue me, Lord. They cried out in prayer to God in a desperate cry. (laughs) Hallelujah. And when you do that, friend, God will hear you. God will hear you and God will help you. It says in Psalm 34, 17, that the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them and he delivers them from all their troubles. Friend, clap your hands for that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing the cry of the righteous and delivering us out of our troubles today, God. I'm not going to give up, God. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to wave the flag and surrender, God. I'm on your side, God. You hear me. I'm praying, God, you'll come and help me, please. And this key, the key is to cry out to the Lord in prayer. Did you hear what I said? The key is to call out to the Lord in prayer. Complaining about the battle is not going to make things better. Fussing about the battle is not going to make things better. Having a pity party is not going to help. Blaming this one and blaming that one for what's going on is not going to help. The only thing that's going to make a difference is when you cry out to God and ask God for His help. And that's what we want to do. Because we know God's ear is attentive to the cries of His people and God will change things. Friend, listen to me. God will change things. Does anybody believe that God will change things? Listen, you, you come next Sunday night, you're going to hear some stories where God has transformed and changed some things in people's lives. It's good to have information. It's good to have all that, friend. But we want to be a church of transformation where lives have been changed. And God can do it. God can change things. I love this. When they prayed, when they prayed, when they finished praying, the Holy Spirit came upon one of the men there. In the crowd and he stood up and he gave the message to all the people. And and I love the message that he said. Listen, this is a word for somebody in here today. Listen to this word that the Lord gave them. He says, don't be afraid or discouraged because of this enemy. For the battle is not yours but God's. Say God's. The battle is not yours but God's. Keep marching against them but don't worry because you will not fight this battle. Take your position. Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Go out and face the enemy and the Lord will be with you. And if the Lord is with you, then who can be against you? Hallelujah. That's a word for somebody in here today, friend. Can you imagine that? There they are, and they're praying, and it looks like they're about to be annihilated, a battle that's going to take them out, and they begin to pray and call on God, and as soon as they finish praying, 
There's a, the Holy Spirit moves and a man is given a word from the Lord and he stands up and he tells him, don't be afraid. This is not your battle. God is going to fight your battle. And when they heard that word from the Lord, it blessed their heart. Don't you love it sometimes when you're reading the word and you get a blessing there and God just fills you and encourages you? And there they are, friend. They receive a word from the Lord. And what did they do next? It says they fell down on the ground and began to put their face to the ground and worship the Lord. God has spoken. God has given us a word. Our faith has been encouraged. And and they prayed and they worshiped the Lord. And all of a sudden they stood up. And the Bible says that they started lifting their hands and shouting aloud, thanking God. They hadn't even got to the battle yet. They're shouting and praising the Lord. And sometimes, friends, you got to have a sacrifice of praise. You know the battle's ahead. You know what you got to face. But sometimes you just got to go ahead and lift your hands and praise the Lord anyway. You know why you can do that? You know why you can lift your hands and shout to the Lord in prayer and praise before you get to the battle? Because you already know that God is greater than the battle. God is greater than anything you face. He's going to take care of you. It's not your battle. It's God's battle. I'm going to lift my hands and praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Man, King Jehoshaphat, he got so blessed by the worship and praise, he said, you know what, let's put the choir out front. Don't you like that? We're getting ready to go face three nations, get the choir ready. Where's the choir members at? (laughs) So they go out and they start singing, and the song they're singing on the way to the battlefield is Lord, thank you for your everlasting love. Thank you for your everlasting love. Aren't you grateful today for God's love? Even when we mess up, even when we just fail miserably, God loves you, friend. If you'll go back to him and talk to him and make things right, he's there to love you. And we can praise him today because he'll fight for us. We can praise him today because he'll protect us. And we'll praise him today because he brings the victory. This is, this is where I, I was like, Lord... When I, while I'm preaching this service, can I go ahead and get right here first? Let's start at the end of the story. Because this is where it gets real good right here. They're there, and, and they walk out to the battlefield. And when they look out there, they're like, oh, what, what the world's going on? They, 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 God had thrown the camp into confusion, and the enemies had killed each other. And when they showed up for battle, their enemies already laid out dead, scattered all across the land. And then they look out there and all they see is uh, supplies. It says there was clothes and supplies and things of great value so much that they couldn't even take all of it back with them. And there they are walking through all that plunder. It says it took them three days to go through all that stuff. And because of that, they named that place the Valley of Baraka. And that word Baraka means blessing. So it turned in from a valley of battle to a, battle of, a, a valley of blessing. It went from a valley of battle to a valley of blessing. And that's a word for some of you today that God is about to take your battle and turn it into a blessing in your life. Come on, church. He's about to take that battle and turn it into a blessing in your life. And sometimes we'll go through some of the, uh, the greatest battles, but when we're going through those battles, it's the way God can demonstrate His power and glory in our life. So I pray that today, my heart is that God would take your battle and turn it into a blessing. 
Because some of you are going through some of the greatest battles. Now, friend, don't give up. Don't quit. You hold on to your faith. You keep praying. You keep fasting. And you're going to see God deliver you. It's his battle. And on top of it, he's going to do far above what you could ever ask or imagine. Listen, he already destroyed the enemy. Now he's done far above. Now he's given them supplies. God will do far above what we could ever ask or imagine. Aren't you grateful for that today? Maybe somebody showed up here today and you're going through a battle. Battle in the body. Battle with bitterness. Battle with the past. Battle with sin. God will fight for you and God will turn that battle into a blessing. That that was my prayer last night. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come. That that was my prayer last night. That God would just take the battles that you, that the church, that the people are going through, and he would turn it into a blessing. That he would give victory in your life. That you wouldn't be fighting the battle. You wouldn't fight it. God would fight it for you and bring victory in your life. Anybody going through a battle today? Lift your hand up. Come on, lift your hand up. Did you know when, when, when World War II ended... And they finally got news of the victory that the camp that uh, Louis Zamperini was in, they freed those prisoners and brought them back home to America. Did, did you know this right here, that, that his battle, this man that was in that prison camp that went through some of the most horrific, violent treatment that anybody could ever go through, did you know that when he came back home, that that's when his greatest battle started? That's when his greatest battle started. He started battling nightmares. He he started battling with sin. He started battling with this bitterness that he was holding on to the inside for the way that he was treated. And then he started battling with the bottle. Trying to relieve that pain with a bottle. And then he began to battle with brokenness. Losing relationships with family. But Louis' battle was finally turned into a blessing on a day when he went and heard Dr. Billy Graham preach the gospel. (laughs) And when he heard the good news of Jesus Christ and what Jesus had done and how his sins could be forgiven if he would turn and turn to God and surrender his life. And right there when he heard the message of the gospel preached by Dr. Billy Graham, he gave his whole life to Jesus. And when he did, his life was transformed forever. This man who was in the battle with bitterness and the battle with the bottle and the battle with brokenness, now he was experiencing a blessing and he was able to walk in a life of forgiveness. He was able to go out and love his enemy that had treated him so harshly. His mission in life became to go out into this broken world and spread God's love and to spread God's peace to all the world. Friend, God can change you. He can change you. And if he did it for this man, and if he did it for me, and if he did it for you, he can do it for anybody. I don't care what battle you're going through in your life. If you're battling sin right now, if you're battling a bottle, if you're battling depression, if you're battling doubt, if you're battling brokenness in your life, I don't care what the battle is, friend. It's not your battle. It's God's battle. He'll fight for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes, please? Nobody looking around. Please be reverent for this time. 
Friend, listen, you showed up today and, and you would not acknowledge that you're just in the battle of your life. The battle with sin. You're battling sin and you will never win on your own. Because you can never be good enough. You can never earn salvation. The only victory over sin is through a faith relationship with Jesus Christ. That you would just bow down right now and go to the cross of Calvary and ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you. And then place your faith in Him. Turn from sin and place your faith in Him and to begin to follow Him. And He will do what He did for this man and so many others. He'll transform your life for His glory. Nobody looking around. Is there anyone here today and you're not sure that you're on your way to heaven. You're just, you're just not certain that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And, and you want to make things right. You want, to be on, you want to be in God's army. You want to be with Jesus. You want Him to be on your side. And you want to be on His side. And you'd like to give your life to Jesus today. Nobody looking around. That, if you're here and you want to do that, lift your hand right now, please. Nobody's looking. Come on. Lift your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Any more? Come on. Be honest to God today. Right now, this is... This is where it all happens, that you talking to God. God sees your hand. God sees your hand. God sees your hand. Right there where you are, if you'll just begin to talk to the Lord and say, Father God, and I, I, I'm a sinner. I, can, I admit to you today I'm a sinner. And I need you to come and save me and forgive me of my sin. I put my faith in you today, Lord Jesus, and I, I turn from sin and God, from this day forward, I want to follow you, God. I thank you so much for what you did for me on the cross. And I thank you that you're alive today and you conquered death, hell, and the grave. And because you live, I want to live forever with you too, Lord. And this battle with sin is about taking me out. But I'm thanking you today, God, that through your blood, there is forgiveness of sin. And I place my trust in you right now to be my Lord and to be my Savior. In the name of Jesus, I confess you to be Lord of my life.